0: Opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, now we are. and to secret proceedings. That's right, people. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and
2: ruthless conspiracy now we are. that relies primarily on covet means
0: for expanding its sphere of influence. It was
1: 1776 when the founders signed the writ of independence from the prince. It was revolutionary. Now an enemy from within Would enslave us all again And deprive us of our rights in the Constitution Restore the Republic Wake up, it's time to understand Restore the Republic We're losing our freedom in the land
2: the Words to this song are very powerful people Yeah, they are
1: Working from behind the scenes Controlling them Thing. from the daily news we read to the politicians. Yeah,
2: they are. Mm-hmm.
1: And they're pulling up financial strings.
2: More powerful the, the kings.
1: kings. It's a central bank elite, bringing our destruction. Yeah,
2: they are. Restore
0: the republic. You well,
1: know, it's
0: time to make a stand. Glenn Restore Beck
2: is flaming mad.
1: Take
0: the freedom back. Yeah, we do. America Time to open up open our
2: eyes.
1: And march back down the to freedom. Down. That's right,
2: people. Really? Have you been to church lately? Oh, I'm going to tell family. you what happened at my church today. I'm going to show you video. <laughs> seriously uh... <laughs> be careful
1: yeah, true Just I know printing money till we choke shoving taxes our macros <laughs> bailing out banks we don't even owe it's a ruination nation. They're invading our
0: privacy With high technology Just a
1: little Eh, yeah, whatever Restore the
0: Republic <laughs> Wake up, it's time to make a stand Restore the Republic Spread the news across the land Restore the
1: Republic Plunge our allegiance to the flag Restore the Republic It's time to take our freedom Take
2: our freedom back. It's time to take our freedom back. Yeah, it is. <laughs> ah. Hey, how are you guys doing? Welcome to the show tonight. Glad you're here. Um that is a song called Take Our Freedom Back by Band of Patriots. I love this song. You can find it on YouTube. Surprisingly, they haven't removed it. <laughs> Alright, so a couple of days ago, Randall and I, we uh, we did a show June 5th, which was like, what, two days ago? And that show was a really good show, just saying. Um, they removed it. It was actually entitled ID2020, Mark of the Beast, question mark, and the hashtag was George Floyd. And at the time... I um, went ahead and I did this show. Um, one of the things that I shared in this this show was a video by Dr. Winnie um, Hartstrong, real name, by the way, um, titled, George Floyd is Alive, Prove Me Wrong. And I prefaced that show, I, I prefaced showing that video on my show by saying, We'll see if YouTube takes it down, <clears throat> because YouTube has banned that video from YouTube, what Dr. Winnie Hartstrong said. Um, so this morning, I get this message uh, in my email, and it says here, I'm just trying to find it. Hi, Bible News Radio. <laughs> that would be me. Um our team has reviewed your content and unfortunately we we think it violates our harassment threats and cyberbullying policy. We've removed the following content from YouTube. And um and I actually started to laugh when I saw <laughs> I I love the paragraph Hi Bible News Radio. It's so it's so personal. Hi. Like hi. <laughs> Not dear. Do you think it was a man that wrote that or a woman? Hi. Hi Bible News Radio. I just want to let you know. <laughs> Our team, whoever that is, it's it's bots people. It's bots, generally speaking, it's bots. But anyway, they reviewed my content and unfortunately, we we think we think, we're not sure, we just think that it violates their harassment, threats, um, and cyberbullying policy. <laughs> and I'm, just like, I'm like, really? You think it does, huh? So anyway, I, I wrote them, and I, I said, really? Because Bible News Radio reported the news, uh, thus the name Bible News Radio where I commentate on news. I'm not like saying, you know, this is a hard, fast, whatever. That's what I do. That's what I've done for a long time. But I give a biblical perspective, hopefully most of the time (laughs) in it. But this thing is such a big controversy, you know? And I just, you know, am, I'm, I'm humored by it more than anything because If there was nothing to it, then why remove it? I mean, it wasn't like I was attacking anybody, because I wasn't. Dr. Winnie Hartstrong didn't attack anybody either. In fact, I transcribed exactly what she said. Um, And um, due to, you know, the time frame we have here tonight, I'm not going to do that. But I will tell you that YouTube has removed her video again. And she has it now up on other platforms. There's a... Platform called Bit Bit Shoot B I T C H U T E dot You can go there and you can find it. It's Dr. Winnie Hartstrong claims George Floyd is alive and the video is faked. History is the conspiracy. Um, you can look at my Twitter account, Bible News Radio. In fact, I tweeted Dr. Winnie Hartstrong and I told her that YouTube took down my show because I posted that video of her in my show. And, um, I invited her to come on my show and, um, she asked me to send her a, uh, a message. She said, okay, message me. I've been swamped. So I actually tried to message her on Twitter, private messenger, and it said that she couldn't receive any messages. So then I went to her, her, her website, um, and the, the form wouldn't work. So we'll figure it out. we'll We'll figure out how to get her on the show. but but, um this is nothing new, right? And I know that there's some friends of mine who who are like, "Well, like, I got some comments from, from some from some of my friends, uh, basically saying, she's crazy, blah, blah, blah blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Okay, whatever. That's not the point. The point is that she said something that YouTube doesn't want out there. Uh, Facebook, to their credit, has not deleted this show of mine yet. Maybe they haven't figured out it's in there yet. Um, But you guys can see this episode. If you missed it, go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Bible News Radio. And just look for the show about ID 2020. It has hashtag George Floyd in the title. You'll be able to go watch it. Um, so that's not the point, though. You have somebody running for Congress, right? She's putting up money. She's putting herself out there. She's actually a doctor. she's studied rhetoric. Um, and she's coming out as she's questioning the narrative of the media. That's all she did. That's all she did was question the media. And what I can tell you is that when you dare question the media and they don't like it, they will do everything that they can to censor you. And I know this firsthand. I've been doing this show for a long time. Facebook bans my stuff. YouTube is taking down other other stuff of mine. Uh, Twitter, I have over 10,000 followers, maybe 25 get to see the tweet when I send it out. I mean, we're being hidden, hidden and spiked on all platforms. Okay, And what I can tell you in Periscope Got 6,000 followers on Periscope We average a couple hundred people now What used to be like 700 to 1,000 Even Tommy, Pastor Tommy Norman she's Her numbers have decreased I mean we're all decreasing If we dare say something that The liberal or the mainstream media Doesn't want you to hear And you know what? That's alright Because you know what? God wins in the end So I don't care about that In fact let's start with God first Okay, so first, let's talk about God. And then we're going to play the latest video from Dr. Winnie um, Heartstrong. Because I want you to hear the latest video she's put up that hasn't been deleted. Because she actually addresses some of the rhetoric. um, The the fallout. And she gives new info. Right? So listen to this. Okay, but but the first thing I want to say... Bring this up and I'm, I'm jumping off Periscope just for a minute because I need to get on my, my phone. So, um, so this morning, um, I went to church, um, and I'm just going to, this isn't an attack on my church at all. I love my church, but this, this is an indicator of the government taking, I believe overstepping because here's the deal. And this is where I'm coming from. Is COVID-19 legit, real? Has the shutdown for the last couple of months, has, was it planned intentionally? Was it planned to destroy America? Um, is this a load of crap that we've all been dealing with, or is it legit? Okay, uh, let me just say this. Number one, I think it's legit. I think the, the COVID-19 is an illness. That's legit. I think the extent to what we've all been put through is a load of baloney. And I'm trying to be a good Christian middle-aged woman (laughs) by, by not swearing. So, we'll just say baloney. Okay? We'll just, we'll just say that. Um, I can't see my dad. I have not seen my dad in three months. Okay? He's 91. He has dementia. He's got Parkinson's. They won't let me in the facility To breathe the air in the facility. You see, my dad, I've called Governor Bill Lee, my governor here in Tennessee, numerous times. And I'm going to keep calling him. Hopefully, he'll know my name by heart by the time I'm done calling him. Because this is a load of you-know-what. All right? So, the governors, and I've gotten some email from some of you about, about governors. And how easily swayed they are. God only knows if they're being paid or whatever. You know? But the governors are the ones setting up the guidelines for us to meet in church. Or not meet. Okay? So, I... (laughs) I love my pastor. And I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. The best thing that he can do for our church. But I'm just going to... I'm going to hold up my phone. I took this video this morning. And I did it for a reason. Because... I understand what the persecuted church in America, or not the persecuted church in America, but the persecuted church worldwide, I understand how it starts, where it goes. And when you have a state telling a church how to run their church, you have a state-run church. And the choice is, do you worship regardless of what the state says? Okay, are the guidelines a little ridiculous? Yep. Um, are they intolerable? I wouldn't say so. Um, do I like it? Are you kidding me? No. So, this is, this is the inside of my church. I'm going to play my video. Wait, let's see here. Wait, if I can. Oh, wait, I have to play the video. I have to play it. Ben, I got to turn the volume up so you can hear what I said. This is like a bad. Okay, so, you're not going to be able to probably see it super good, but you'll be able to hear me here. Okay. Okay, Listen to this. Okay, so I'm at my church. Yeah, I am. This is like a bad episode of a sci-fi movie gone bad. Check this out. This is like a crime scene. What's that say? I don't know what it says. Okay. So, all throughout our church here, they have it where you can't sit. This is insane, you people. Don't you think so barefaced?
1: It is what it is for now.
2: There'll be a day when we think this is awesome. Right now, I think it's <laughs> I'm a girl, I can't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm okay. So, here <laughs> here's the thing. Um let me let me get back into periscope so I can see your comments. Okay. But anyway, so I can see your comment. there we go. So going into our church today, they split the services up. So like 50% was in one service. 50% was in another. Some people didn't show up. But having all that tape, it looked like a crime scene, even on the way out. When you're, when you're walking the way out, they had like this yellow tape like, it was a crime scene. Okay? So, I'm, like, going... And I actually made that comment to some people. Oh, by the way, we couldn't touch anybody. We couldn't hug anybody. Um, pastor was wearing the mask. All the volunteers that were on, quote, staff, they were all wearing a mask. And, you know, I didn't wear a mask, obviously. I'm like, you know, whatever. Because cause I don't care, people. Yeah, you can think that if you want. <laughs> but... But and then afterwards, you know, we're walking out and and even in the church guidelines, at least here in Tennessee, the governor or well, actually on our yeah, according to the the the, the guidelines. Um, our church, even I'm trying to I'm trying to show. Yeah, I want to read this specifically. Th- this really got me. It says here. um, Yeah, here it is. Restrooms, because of cleaning requirements, are for emergency use. We will have a can of spray sanitizer in each of them. Before leaving the restroom, please spray the commode, stall door and handle, sink area, light switch, and the restroom door handle. What constitutes an emergency? What, you gotta go pee? I mean, mean, is that an emergency or are you supposed to hold it? (laughs) Anyway, the other thing I'll say... Um, you know, to the church's credit, it was very clean. It was probably the cleanest I've ever felt in, in a thing. And I can tell you everywhere I go, it's so clean. I can breathe better. My allergies are doing well. It's amazing. Gosh, just so you know. Um, but this is, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to make fun of this, but it is, it concerns me as it should because this whole COVID-19 thing Right? We're on the we're on the edge of that supposedly because then all these riots happened and COVID nineteen rules went out the window. Seems like nobody cares now that you're so close that you're marching. The big rally we had here in Spring Hill, people were like like logging arms practically. You know, some had masks, some didn't. You know, what happened to social distancing? It's like Yeah. So anyway, Dr. Winnie Hartstrong, she uh, has taken it on the chops here. And I, I texted her and I, I saw on her, her, um, Twitter account, uh, that she has some other video posted and this is on her Facebook page. So we want you to actually watch this video which hasn't been removed because she addresses some of the criticism and some of the stuff that happened. And I think you guys should hear her. And if I can get her on our show, I'll definitely get her on. She's a follower of Christ, and you'll hear that very boldly in her proclamation. So let's go ahead. and. Do you want to say something before I play? Yeah. You sure. Should.
1: Again, you know, you may be sitting there, oh, you, you know, conspiracy, not jobs, and you're supporting Dr. Winnie Hartstrong. No, just... Reporting news. This is just a different voice and that's what we were doing um what was it yesterday when we played it or was it Friday? I don't remember. No, it was
2: Friday. it was Friday. It was it was the fifth.
1: Okay, fifth. So, whatever
2: the show was, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um uh, so Friday when we played it. It was just here's you know, this is newsworthy. Here's a video that keeps getting pulled off of YouTube. She keeps posting it, they keep taking it down. What is this woman saying? Maybe she is crazy. You know, but it's
2: well, that's why I want you all to see this exactly. next video because if she's crazy, then well, then I'm crazy. Well, some of you believe that anyway because I have curly hair, but whatever. Yeah, stop stereotyping
1: people. Yeah, okay. Let's, uh,
2: by the way, it's this. nice to see you here. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for coming to the show. I'm glad you're here. Okay, all right. So, this is uh, Dr. Winnie Heartstrong, uh, this is on her Facebook page but um, I think this is about, what, 15 minutes or so, so or something like that. 14
1: so, minutes, 7 seconds.
2: So, all right, we're going to go ahead and roll that bean footage.
1: All right. Um, yeah, hopefully I can get audio here. I'm not getting a... Uh...
0: Hi there. This is Dr. Winnie Hartstrong. I was on a live conversation with a bunch of you before the connection went out, and I'm... I've been encouraged to restart the conversation to talk with you about some of what I said in the video that has now gone viral. So I titled this, No, You're Not Going Crazy, I Love You. So most of you have watched my four-minute video where I decided to share about what I think is happening with the George Floyd incident. And based on that, based on opening that conversation, Many of you have been able to go and do your own research. I found out interesting things. Apparently, George Floyd has a twin brother that does not have the same name as him. Never seen that. Apparently, um, the the hotel, the the restaurant, or uh, club, wherever it is that he and the officer worked at, was burned to the ground. Interesting. The police precinct where he would have been, uh, Chauvin would have worked, was burned to the ground. Interesting. Um, So these are all inconsistent uh, realities that we have to wrap our heads around. And my job on that fateful uh, May 31st day, Pentecost Sunday, was to just share with you exactly what I thought was going on, which is that we're all being played, we're all being conned by powerful people who do not want us to unite. They do not want us to unite and love each other. They've tried every way possible to break us, to break the common human spirit. Um, And what I've discovered from putting my video out is that people want to love each other. Humanity wants to love each other. We uh, We want to care for each other. It's in our nature when parents are dying, And they're being told that you can't see your loved ones, um, that hurts. And that's what COVID-19 did to a lot of families. Uh, We don't like that. We want to see our families. We want to, you know, usher them into the other side. We want to take care of our neighbors. And what this um, next hoax has done, you know, this uh, fake death, which is what I'm calling it, I'm just going to call it out, is that it has prevented us from further uniting and loving each other. And you know the other thing that was doing that for a time that was causing Americans to love each other again, that was causing people around the world to say, hey, the little guy has a chance. We, we might just be able to get rid of you know corrupt, inept politicians. The MAGA movement. What does MAGA mean? Make America great again. So many people have said that. But somehow when President Trump says it, it's a horrible thing. Ronald Reagan talked about making America great again. Uh, So many uh, intellectuals have talked about what a great thing it would be if the American economy would be flipped and people would start um, earning wages that are livable wages and that people would have jobs in manufacturing and other industries that would make life comfortable. We're not built for slavery. We are not built. Human beings are not built for slavery, which is why slavery ended when it did, when Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Okay, and what we are doing right now, the way we are living, how we are living right now in modern society is just, you know, very much akin to slavery. So I encourage you to please ask questions and do some research and question everything. You know, I've told people go as far as questioning me. (laughs) I'm real, I'm as real as it gets. But please do your research and ask questions. Because we are heading towards a utopia, that would be very ugly. You know, I I don't understand what kind of utopia needs to be built on the blood of innocent people. uh, People who have lost their lives, like in my home state in the state of Missouri where Officer Dorn was killed over a television. He was trying to stop looters from taking a TV from a pawn shop, and he was shot dead in cold blood. You all saw the video. Those are the real deaths. Those are the people who are really dying in the streets and, uh, you know, further hurting the unity that we're all trying to build. So before the first feed went out, Some people were starting to ask questions about how they could be helpful to my campaign. You can help me first by praying for me. I will repeat that I am a Christian. I'm a Jesus girl. I know some people, you know, don't appreciate that, but I can't be untrue to myself. Uh, It is Jesus who has kept me going. My mom considered having an abortion for me. She made the appointment and she showed up at the abortion clinic. But thanks be to God, she saw an ultrasound image of me. I was waving my finger, she said, and wiggling my little toes and she changed her mind. Well, today I am a woman and I am am married to my husband, who is a man. And we have three beautiful children and we enjoy our family life very much. All this would have been impossible if my mom had had that abortion. Okay so I praise Jesus because he gave my mom the courage to birth me and I don't want to tr- throw my life away I want to use my life for something meaningful I want to live we all want to live okay nobody wants to nobody wants to die <laughs> unnecessarily okay so where we are heading if we continue this race war we are heading for a full blown hot war on our soil <coughs> um. Yeah, it's that serious. I don't, have you been in a war zone? I haven't been in a war zone, but I know people who have. I know members of the military who've been to war. I know people who have lost loved ones at war. You do not want to be in a war zone, okay? People flee from war zones like Syria and Uganda and other places to come to America for peace. So why are we so eager to head towards, you know, Armageddon? and fight each other in the streets, and and basically assassinate police over a possibly fabricated death. George Floyd could have been a real person, but I have genealogists who have emailed me from all around the country saying, there is no record of a George Floyd anywhere, anytime in the state of Minnesota. There's no record that this person transitioned their life from Texas to Minnesota. There is um, very shoddy evidence about whether or not this person is actually real and whether or not the face of a different person has been super implanted on to this George Floyd character. So I'm urging you to ask questions. Please don't be emotional. It looked very terrible what we saw on camera, but it could very well have been an act. It could have been real. It could have been an act. So I'm asking you to ask questions and avoid us heading toward full, full, you know, military takeover of the United States of America. You can help me by praying for me. Please pray for me, pray for my family and pray that Jesus will keep us safe. You can also help me by sharing my page. You can share my page very easily on Facebook. You can also share my website WinnieHeartstrong.Vote. You can help me also by donating if you haven't been affected by the COVID-19 crisis and you have some money Um, to spare, you can donate to my campaign so that I can uh, further reach voters because it is going to be a a challenge to run against my incumbent, the incumbent right now. I'll tell you a little bit about that incumbent. He is a 10 year, uh, 10 term incumbent. So that's about going on 19 years as the representative for St. Louis. His father, William Lacy Clay senior. So my opponent is William Lacy Clay junior his father William Lacy Clay senior had that seat hold, you know, wait for it for 30 years. Okay. Can you believe that his dad had the seat for 30 years? He has now had the seat for 20 years. And together, it's a 50 year incumbency. What in the world is this even real? (laughs) Like, are we are we a democracy? Are we not? If we are democracy, it should be pretty reasonable for us to challenge that that uh, family you know dynasty with by offering sound policy alternatives this is a democrat family they stand for everything democrats stand for which is anti-god it's anti you know uh, family it's it's horrible and they promote the killing of the unborn and they are black it's a black family lacy clay senior and lacy clay jr are To black men. So I'm urging you to please share this information. If you have friends or family who live in St. Louis, Missouri, will you please tell them about me? Uh, I also want to encourage you and comfort you and tell you you are not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I promise you I'm not a crazy person. I'm not a callous person either. I'm not someone who would throw out human life uh, just because I would never do that if someone really died, then I'm sor- sorry and uh, I retract all my claims, but I don't see any evidence that shows me that George Floyd is dead or, or was killed on that pavement. What I see looks like a movie production. Someone has put together images and sounds and um, bells and whistles that look like something is happening, but nothing's really happening. You know, I I just... Anyway, I could say more about that. I don't I don't want to beat a dead horse. So if you have any questions for me, you can let me know. Otherwise, I would uh, I will end this call and possibly start another one a different time. Do you have any questions? Actually, someone did have a question on the previous feed that went out. Um, She asked, what would I do in a situation if there was a riot? Uh, If I was a member of Congress, I would absolutely empower the police. I do not think the police are an enemy. What I think is the police have been infiltrated at every rank. They've been infiltrated by evil people who want to start a race war. And I resist that wholeheartedly. I resist a race war. I resist the notion that we have to hate each other. I don't. I love all people. Jesus loves us all. Jesus made us all. Um, So that's what I would do. I would empower the police. I would not cut the police budget, and I would help people. um, I would help those who are trying to promote law and order. I would help them do that to the utmost because uh, criminality has no race. Okay, a criminal is a criminal. Uh, when, when, uh, When President Trump said those who are burning and looting are thugs, people immediately associated that with being black, and that is a sign of their own racist thinking. A thug is a thug, a thug doesn't have a color. If you went to Russia, and someone was burning down your house, they would be a thug and they would be a Russian thug, like anybody could be a thug, anybody could be uh, a, a criminal and a criminal doesn't equal black. If it does in your mind, then that's a problem. Some people also have questions about Um, Just in general, other things that have happened this year and asking me if that's real or not. Who knows? You know, is COVID-19 a real disease? Who knows? Anyone's guess. Um, But what I know is that the drug that everyone said, President Trump, was so horrible for promoting hydroxychloroquine, it actually worked. It worked in countries that use it routinely to treat malaria. Countries like India, they had almost no COVID-19 deaths. So what really was happening, you know, the uh, ventilators that was a death sentence that the death sentence was using the ventilators as opposed to using therapeutic medicine like hydroxychloroquine. OK, so I appreciate you all. You are not crazy for questioning the George Floyd narrative. I encourage you to please unplug from mainstream media and to. Uh, just listen to alternative news, listen to content that builds you up, listen to good preachers. I I always jam the Kanye West album. It's so good. It's a good beat and it's uplifting Jesus. right? Just listen to things that will uplift you and cut the cord. If mainstream media feels like it's starting to feel like one giant initiation ritual, say, I'm out of here. I don't want any part of this. This is crazy. You know, so be, be encouraged you have an advocate on your side I will always tell you the truth to the best of my ability I'm running for Congress and I hope that you will support me God bless you
2: alright <clears throat> so there you go alright so is that the rantings of a mad woman can you guys hear me okay did you turn me up or, or whatever I don't know anyway so um, so we'll see if YouTube takes this down One of the things that she tweeted on her Twitter page was, she retweeted this, Defund Planned Parenthood Now. Uh, Caitlin Bennett was the tweet. She retweeted it. It says, unarmed blacks killed in abortion clinics every year, 400,000 plus. Unarmed blacks killed by police in 2019, nine. Guess which one? Hashtag Black Lives Matter wants to defund. Go ahead, guess. I dare you. Um, so I did. I did a little bit of research here. One of the things that she she mentioned earlier, in the, in the first video, was that George Floyd's um, mother didn't come out and wasn't interviewed or anything like that. Well, apparently she's dead. Okay, so I found that out. Assuming it's true, this narrative is true. Um, But the interesting thing is, is that there's all these other articles, um, like this one on the National Geographic website, that says George Floyd's mother was not there, but he used her as a sacred invocation. With his dying breaths, Floyd called for her as an assurance of memory. Okay. I, I don't know how valid that is, but... I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I would be, I, I don't know. Well, you can just think for yourself. You can, you can determine what you wanted to Now, what's interesting though, is that if you go to YouTube and you put in a YouTube search and you put the term George Floyd's mother, what you will see is a whole bunch of headlines like this mother of George Floyd's child demands justice. Uh, He will never see her grow up. Tearful mother of George Floyd's daughter. And I just bring this up because this is, like, it's, that's all you see on YouTube. There's nothing about George Floyd's actual mother. It's about the mother of his children. I don't know if that was his wife or if he was unmarried but I find it fascinating that they say mother of George Floyd's daughter as a means to maybe confuse people if they actually looked up this whole thing. But anyway.
1: And, yeah, I saw some chatter going on on YouTube earlier, um, basically stating that we were out of our ever-loving minds from, <laughs> coming from... Uh, Thank you.
2: I appreciate um, that.
1: Something like it. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, from Bhagavad Gita the book <laughs> that I've read, the Hindu holy book, by the way. And uh, when it's a strange name to use. Of course,
2: it? it's making a lot of comments, too. Yeah.
1: Well, just, just so, so called, you know. Anyway,
2: that, I've just,
1: just finish my okay, thought. Go ahead. When,
2: <laughs> you, go ahead. Finish your
1: thought. <laughs> Bhagavad Gita says, OMG, what is this woman talking about? George Floyd is not real. You have lost your freaking minds. I pray for your sanity. Bye bye. And so, just bye a, bye. <laughs> just just a clarity here. We're not saying that black lives suck and don't matter. This is an anti-black thing. This isn't an. This this is this is not. You know, this isn't white supremacist KKK propaganda here. When racism is a terrible thing. Um, and we're not saying everything that Winnie Hartstrong says is true and we're, we're funding her campaign or anything like that. This is just saying, hey, this is what somebody is saying who's saying, question everything. And, and you know, and it's interesting. Just there are things coming in from, you know, alternative media sources that question the narrative. I mean, anything that you see on television, whether it's an advertisement or it's, you know, a press conference, whatever. I hope, you know, whatever side of the aisle you're on, if you're not even near the aisle, you're in the center of it or, you know, wherever, you should not take everything, even including what I'm saying, you know, at face value. As as Dr. Hartstrong was saying, question, even her, question these things. Just because it's on TV or it's on video doesn't make it true. As someone who works in video production, the more I learn about things, I don't think there's a such thing as video evidence anymore. Because it's so easy. What you're
2: watching isn't real, people.
1: It's, We're all
2: a figment of your imagination. Well, yeah, we are.
1: I mean, I just don't take it just because it's, <laughs> oh, it's video evidence. It must be true. I saw it on video. <laughs> no, because so much can be altered in the digital world these days. Right. Um, I mean, go to any, you know, go to any of these Marvel comic book movies, whatever, or Avengers or whatever it is. You know, look at the stuff like that, the this stuff that's, you know. I mean, can I, can yeah. I
2: read something that Na- anyway. Na- Natasha sent me? Yeah, I'll shut up. So, Natasha, hopefully you don't mind. I'm going to read this. So, um, so Natasha sent me a screenshot from Andrea Marie Jed, G-E-D-G-E, however you say that. I don't know how to say that. But this is what this person said. I hadn't heard this, so this is something different. Um, This person said, when you do your research, you find things like this that that just don't make sense or add up. How is it that George Floyd died on May 25th, 2020? Yet the Obama Foundation tweeted out on May 16th, 2020, before George Floyd passed away or was even arrested or even came across these police officers, a similar image of George Floyd. The image that the Obama Foundation posted on May 16th states, Are you ready to lead in your community? Lead what exactly? Notice that this is America image from the Obama Foundation is quite similar to the image of the sign that is used by a protester after the death of George Floyd. Coincidence? When I say it is time to wake up America, it's time for us to open our eyes. Hashtag no more room for denial. Hashtag you can always get the truth from a paper. <laughs> That's a joke. I don't know if that part's a joke or not. But th- this is this is why in my years of activism, especially associating with the Christian right, um, one of the things I remember years ago, I actually went to, we Randall and I went to Washington, D.C. We were part of a, um, I don't know, Randall, if you remember this. But we were getting some media training um, with some people. And one of the things that they all, that they suggest, like I was taught when I was really hardcore doing everything on activism, was that you need to write your own blog. Because you need to write your, your own blog and you need to record everything. Because... If the media interviews you, they can edit, they can take things out, they can switch it, mix it up, and everything. But if you have your own blog documented and you have your own audio or whatever on there, then that's your way of covering yourself.
1: Context is king in the scriptures and in life. You know, recently watching a you know hearing with Candice Owen, she's for Congress, and and how she was uh taking a sound bite out of a clip that made her sound like she was praising hitler <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. yeah and, you know it was, it was manipulated that way you know taken out of context and so and she was and even what she just she had said in response <laughs> in that hearing saying that you know that people aren't stupid well you're calling the congressman stupid that will not be ele- no <laughs> you can just listen to what i said you know, they're trying to they're trying to rework what she said in the moment let alone what was you know recorded before so
2: but i don't understand well i mean i do but youtube is saying however that my video violates their policy right it violates their harassment threats and cyberbullying policy where this woman is simply questioning the political media narrative so how is how is me airing this woman's well, questions because it's and sin- statements
1: it's how- synonymous it, it, she might as well say black lives don't matter but well, forget that she's black that's that's forget that part that's that's irrelevant um by questioning the narrative it's is tantamount to just killing george floyd all over again She's and, one. Of,
2: she's one of the most reasonable people I know. I've
1: seen. I mean, it's just, it's just like, well, if, if you know, you say homosexuality isn't indelible, you're you're causing teenagers to commit suicide. You're guilty of their death. You know, it's, it's, it's that. You know, it's that's, a soul
2: force tactic,
1: right? That's the way the reason is it's bullying. She's saying, or
2: a liberation theology tactic. Yeah. So
1: she's saying, well, I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm questioning. You know, things aren't adding up here. You know badges that don't match and you know geology, people saying whatever. Yeah, I'm just wondering if this whole event was was real or not. I'm not saying. And as she said in the one we just watched, you know, I I'm not sure. I mean if he, if there was such a person that you know there was a George Floyd and died, I'm I'm really sorry for his death. That's tragic. Um but she's saying, you know, to her you know, to her from her perspective the conflicting information she's get it's inconclusive, but you know from from the official narrative questioning that's tantamount to bullying. So
2: well, we'll see if YouTube decides to reinstate my video because last time they did this to me, I was like, uh, "Excuse me, did you guys even watch my video?" <laughs> I was sharing the gospel through most of it. And actually I did on that show too. That was primarily what I shared. That's
1: even worse.
2: You know, but they reinstated the last one. So we'll give it a day or two and we'll see who the people are, the bot, whatever it is. Um, We'll see, you know, because our show only gets like 24 or 25 live viewers sometimes on YouTube. So it's not like we have this mass following because YouTube doesn't let people see anything either. You know, um, so those of you who are here. Yeah, you are. You're here. And you know why you're here because you actually like us and you set your clock and you're like, Bible News Radio is coming on. <laughs> I go watch Randall and Stacy. <laughs> and then and then you make us feel so good. Yeah, you do. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh, you guys. This is you know, we live in a bad science fiction movie. Yeah, we do. And uh, I have to tell you, it, it is kind of interesting because I have to tell you in all seriousness that um, Randall and I care a lot. You know, we care a lot about people. Um, we care about the gospel, obviously. That's why we've committed our lives to doing this. I mean, if we didn't care, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. I wouldn't take half the... <laughs> the crap I get from people behind the scenes. And, you know, it's it's like, <laughs> you know, it takes some steadfastness to do a show 16 years. Okay. I'm just saying. I've done this 16 years. I've learned a few things in the time I've done it. And um one thing that I think I can say as far as me being a broadcaster is I I think that I that I'm clear thinking and I put out stuff and stuff I you know throw out there you may you may or, you may or may not agree with it. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. I don't know, 12, 13 years ago when the topic of UFOs came up in the Christian community and people were talking about UFOs and and aliens and the alien invasion and I was introduced to LA Marzulli and his stuff and and then I started understanding science fiction and prophecy and all that. I was highly, highly skeptical. I was not an easy convert to the alien gospel idea in the beginning. Because I'm like, this is insane. But if you're a critical thinker, and I am, I have a master's degree. You know, I'm, I'm a highly educated woman. In fact, I was telling somebody, I think it was last week... Um, who also has a master's degree, I, I was telling her, I said, you do realize that you're probably in the top 3 or 4% of the world's population for women with education. You know, and that's not an exaggeration. I'm in the very top percent, centile of the world's population of a woman with higher education. Um, just simply because I hold a master's degree. You know, do I take that for granted? No. But what, what I will say is that, yeah, and I am Jewish too. <laughs> I'm a minority even, people. <laughs> I'm this much Jewish. But anyway, the point is I have Jewish blood, but that's beside the point. But the point is, is that I, it's not like I don't think and I don't look at stuff and I don't analyze it and I'm like going, oh, okay. So like with the whole idea of aliens and UFOs, I had to really look at that stuff. And when Derek and Sharon Gilbert were throwing this stuff my way, um, and then <clears throat> I started reading uh, Tom Horn's stuff and, and reading and going, huh, you know, it's good. you know, the idea of hybrids and all this stuff, it took me a while to go, okay, well, maybe there is some kind of validity to, to the idea here. Even if I don't understand things you know, in the fullness yet of what it's supposed to be. And what I can tell you is over time, you know, my views began to go, uh-huh, okay, and when I saw people begin to show me biblically, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense, you know. It all comes down to this, and I said this before, and I know Randall wants to get into the book of Jonah, so I'm going to wrap this up really fast, but it all comes down to this for me. There's a war for the human soul. S-O-U-L. Right? The devil is real. God is real. I'm on God's side, just so you know. Uh, <sighs> the devil, his main character. The character of the devil is that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. Say it with me. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He is a deceiver, a liar. Okay, that's the devil. Not stupid, diabolical. I would encourage you to write the word diabolical down because diabolical in the truest sense of the word is who the devil is. And if you're a Christian who thinks you can stomp your feet and, and do all that and put the devil under you, you need to read the word because that ain't doing anybody anything. Then there's Jesus, right? Who is God incarnate, which means he came down from heaven to earth. He put, he, he came in flesh so that he could walk among us. And in Genesis 3, 15, it prophesied that he would come and he would crush Satan under his feet. How do you do that? He did it by dying on the cross because he was sinless, had no sin, zero, Zippo, perfect. And he did it for you and me because humanity fell. And he didn't have to do it, but he did. He did it because he loves us. But that's not where the story ends. The story ends because he rose from the dead the third day, thereby conquering death. And the verse, that says, O death, where is thy victory? O death, where is thy sting? No longer matters for the believer. And I find it fascinating, you guys, because... <clears throat> Why is everybody so scared during the COVID-19 thing? They're scared of death, people. They're scared of dying. Why are the masses scared of dying? Because most of them are on their way to hell. I'll just say it that way. That's kind of blunt, but, you know, just saying. You know, because they don't have eternal security. Because they don't know Christ. They don't know him and the power of his resurrection. They don't know the fact that Jesus loves them. And that's what this is about. It's about getting people to this side of the aisle where they go, Oh, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Maybe if I repent of my sins, I'll get my sins forgiven. And then I'll have some security and I'll go to heaven. You know, is that simplicity thinking? Maybe. But what I can tell you is that the Bible If you study the history of the Bible, if you actually read the Bible like I'm trying to get you to do, and, you know, if you actually, you know, memorize it, you look at the science, archaeology, history, all of that, there is no other book in the history of the world that can change a person's life or that gives the, the answers to life except the Word of God. So, you know, like a, you know, a friend of my, my Tim Tim Gillette interviewed me earlier this year. He asked me what I thought of this COVID-19 thing. I said, you know what? I think God's judging America. I do. And I think he's trying to get the church to repent. And we can get all sidetracked with all this garbage in the media and ignore God, which is what a lot of people have done. Or we can go, okay, that's what's going on. This is what's happening in God's kingdom. Because you know what's happening? revival is happening there's there is a hunger for god you guys if you're not out there sharing the gospel with people and bringing god up in conversation let me encourage you to please do so people are hungry they want to know they want the truth they want the hope and if they make fun of you who cares my pastor this morning one of the things he said i I loved it he said you know what Jesus was the most mistreated, most abused, most misunderstood person in the world. So if he can endure it, you certainly can too. You're his ambassador if you're in Christ. You're an ambassador in his kingdom, which means you're a royal ambassador, which means you represent God's kingdom. Go out there, and show them the light, show them what real love is, right? I mean, is it easy? No, because you're gonna, you're gonna get people attacking. I had people attack me earlier. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. Ask me if I care. Go ahead. Do I care what you think? Not really. Because I, my identity isn't wrapped up in what people think of me. My identity is wrapped up in what I know who I am in Christ. That's the bottom line. So, yeah, so there we are. That, I mean, so that's, that's my thing. So, uh, Dr. Winnie Hartstrong, agree or disagree with her, you know, point is she has a right to her, her, right to her position. I personally think she's on to something given what, you know, history, (laughs) um, you know, and again, why so quickly this COVID-19 thing is like out the window all of a sudden. You got to ask yourself, people. And why is this race war thing continuing to be the big thing? Because people are emotive. And her her actual comment was to the black community was to basically calm down and pay attention. You know, and I would say that to everybody. Calm down and pay attention. Open up the Bible. By the way, this week, in case you didn't know, Randall and I discussed this last night. This week, your assignment is to read the book of Nahum with us and the book of Galatians. Mm -hmm. So this week in Daily Disciples, we're going to be reading Nahum, which is a short little three-chapter book, and the book of Galatians, which is a six-chapter book. So hopefully you're in our our Daily Disciples group. You're going to read that with us. Um, Yeah, you are. Or I'm going to get you if you don't. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Pastor Tommy will come after you if you don't. Sorry, Tommy. I had to throw you under the bus there. But anyway, um, so, uh, so I guess that's pretty much it for me. This part of the show. I know it's been an hour, but Randall really, we read June Jonah this week, and uh, Randall's got some stuff on his heart to read from. Read about Jonah. So hopefully you'll stick around for that part. Um, does anybody have any comments or questions before I I let Bareface take over? I'm gonna read through. I think there's just a debate in Periscope. Um. And the other thing, too, while Randall's getting that ready, um, I will say, um, you guys, look, if you can donate to Bible News Radio, now is a good time to do it. You know, we're always in need of money. We lost our sponsor. Oh, by the way, we got to play our thing, Randall, mm-hmm. from Connie. Um, we okay. do. We have mm-hmm. a little we have a new sponsor. Um, but, you know, please consider donating to the show. I mean, we do have a lot of expenses and we're in the process of formulating a nonprofit Pray for us to come up with a good name, cause I'm I'm losing it on that one. I that's the hardest part. I totally understand why people like Joyce Meyer say Joyce Meyer Ministries, cause cause maybe coming up with the actual name <laughs> was difficult. I do not want Stacy Hart Ministries though to be the name. Uh, I was thinking Bareface Ministries, but I don't think Randall would go for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, you can give to you can get give, give to us over at our show biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. Um, the other thing is um, uh, legal shield, if you're not a member of Legal Shield, you know and you're interested in learning more about how identity theft protection uh, is a necessity actually right now. I totally would get that if I were you if for, because you need to, really in this culture especially. Um, And then, of course, legal assistance. If you, you know, know somebody who's bought a new house, who maybe has a new child, uh, who hasn't updated their will in a while, you got to get your will done. You get your advance directive, get your will, all that for 25 bucks and more. You get a lot of, you get, I mean, the value is awesome. So go ahead and, you know, just get in touch with me. We'll get you all signed up. Um, And now I want to play my friend Connie, who I know from a networking meeting. Uh, Connie is going to share with you a little bit about her business and maybe you'd want to support her as well Hello everyone I'm Connie Sammy. I'm an independent consultant with Arbonne Arbon International. International. Just wanted Just to take, take a, a minute, minute to share with, share with, you, with you about, about our, our amazing products. products. We have we vegan have certified, certified shakes. shakes. Our, skincare our skincare is really
0: is really clean. clean. And so, and is, so our is our makeup. We also we have, have non-toxic toxic products, products for your baby. So, check, so out check out my, out my website, HoneySunny.com, for, for more information, information and how to get a hold of me.
2: All right. So... I don't know if you can hear me. Hopefully you can hear me. So Connie com. Go to C-O-N-N-I-E-S-U-M-M-E-Y.com. Go there. Check out her stuff. Uh, she's a Christian sister um, as well. Real sweetheart. And... um we're really thankful that she's decided to use Bible news radio to help sponsor her product. Um, By the way, if you also have something you would like to get out to a worldwide audience and you'd like us to to consider putting you as a sponsor on our show, please get in touch with me for that as well. All right. Okay. bareface, take it away. Now it is your time to teach from, from Jonah. Okay. Well, yeah, you will.
1: All right. Y'all been warned. Uh, Sunday, you know, uh, traditionally we have been doing um, Sundays in the scriptures, more or less. (laughs) It's a little bit late getting to it, but that's all right, you know, because the Word of God is eternal, right? And as Stace and I were reading through Jonah, several new things uh, stuck out to me, and I'm not going to get into all of them, even though it's a relatively short book. But I just want to look at chapter two, and we're going to be looking at uh, death, repentance, and resurrection, uh, specifically. So as we get into the word, uh, let us do so prayerfully. Father God, thank you for your goodness, your grace, every good and perfect you gift that you give. Um, we're thankful for eternal life. We're thankful for your eternal word. We praise that we look into the word that you would um, give us insight into you. Uh, These are the scriptures that speak of Messiah, and uh, we want to uh, receive all that you have for us. We offer ourselves and this time to you, to use as you will. uh, In the name of our Messiah, Yeshua. All right, let's do a little crossfade action instead of um, fade to black. Okay, I'm going to be looking at the Tree of Life version this evening. Uh, the Tree of Life version. As you're looking at this, and we start off in Jonah chapter two verse one, you're going to wait, 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 wait. wait. That's not in my Bible. Well, in your Bible, uh, if you had a Protestant Bible, uh, it's what is Jonah chapter two verse one is going to be chapter one verse sixteen, I think, and and probably the Bible that you normally read. But the Tree of Life version for the the Tanakh the Old Testament follows the uh traditional uh chapter and verses of of the um of the the Hebrew Old testament the Tanakh so um you'll see chapter and verses are often sometimes different sometimes they're the same but um just so you know that's why. When we're looking at the Tree of Life version, it's different from probably, you know, the Protestant Bible that you use because um it's uses chapters and verses as the divisions, uh the traditional versions and the old Hebrew Old Testament. If you go pick up a Tanakh, i.e. Hebrew Old Testament, uh, you know, off the bookshelf, whatever, it's going to be divvied up in chapter and verses like the tree of life version all right that was for free so um let's look at this now adonai prepared a great fish to swallow jonah and jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights all right i'm gonna stop right there we're so far into the in the chapter here, just a few verses, but I want to talk about this in about the three days and and three nights. And I don't know if you see anything on the screen. Um but yeah, it's there. okay, good, because I was switching uh programs to look at my notes. But you're on the screen now. Yeah, I'm on the yes, I know. Okay. All right. Anyway, this the whole reason getting into this chapter of all chapters, and I say there's several new things that stood out to me reading it, but this one is really important because, as Yeshua Jesus the Messiah the Christ, uh, said, uh, both to the disciples on the road to Emmaus as well as the uh, apostles after his resurrection that. Um, He talked about the things concerning him were found in uh, Moses and in the prophets and in all the writings. Or uh, he said later to those, uh, what was written in the law and the Psalms uh, concerning him. So basically the Tanakh, the Old Testament tells us everything we need to know about Messiah or everything that they should have known anyway. Uh, concerning his his suffering, his death, and his resurrection, the things that got them all unglued. He rebuked them for not knowing that, basically saying if you'd known the Tanakh, if you'd known the Old Testament, uh, the law, the prophets, and the writings, that you wouldn't have been surprised with all this, by all this. You would have come to expect this. Go read Luke chapter 24. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, and one of the things Messiah said... And you'll see it in Matthew twelve forty, as well as other places. He's talking about the sign that will be given, and he said, "For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth." So, um, that was, you know, he's referring back to Jonah, and that that um, that just as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish uh so the son of man him and we get into why the son of man in short that's a messianic messianic title from daniel chapter 7 uh will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights and so he was saying that no sign would be given that generation but the sign of jonah so why um so just in the same way that jonah was in the belly of great fish, the Son of Man, will be in the heart of the earth uh, for three days and three nights. So, what way is that? You know, And that's what I want to look at here. Uh, verse 2. Then Jonah prayed to Adonai his God from the belly of the fish, saying, From my distress I cried to Adonai, and he answered me, From the belly of Sheol... I cried for help, and you heard my voice. So is he comparing the belly of the fish to Sheol? No, I don't think so. Uh, Jonah prayed to Adonai as God from the belly of the fish, saying, and this that was his current prayer, and he was praying about something that happened in the past. He didn't say, from my distress I cry, and from the belly of Sheol I cry, Uh, he's saying past tense, it's in the past tense, in the original language, just as it is in English. So Jonah is praying to Adonai his God from the belly of the fish, and he's recalling what happened. He said, from my distress I cried to Adonai. He answered me, from the belly of Sheol I cried for help, and he heard my voice. So, from the belly of Sheol I cried for help, and and uh and you heard my voice so what is sheol if you look at and if you follow the idea of sheol throughout throughout the old testament it always speaks it's speaking of the grave um it's be or sometimes translated hell the idea is that it's it is the abode of death um and we can get into the whole apostles creed how um, uh, Jesus ascended and descended into hell. And it's like, well, did he... anyway, he, he went down to lower compartments of the earth, which were divided into Abraham's bosom and paradise. But that's a whole other thing. Not going to get into that right now. Um, but Sheol is, is clear, uh, being the grave or death. Uh, we look at Isaiah chapter 38, um, which is um uh, Hezekiah talking and Hezekiah had been uh cursed with um um he was going to die but the Lord he prayed and repented anyway and was saved. Anyway, and as as uh Hezekiah is uh talking about his uh near death experience in Isaiah chapter thirty eight, looking at verses eighteen and nineteen we read, and again I'm looking at the um the Hebrew chapters and first numbers uh, for Sheol cannot thank you death cannot praise you those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness the living the living they praise you as I do today a father makes your faithfulness known to his children so it's clear that Sheol and the pit are synonymous with death there Hezekiah is, is making is drawing the difference uh, between Sheol and the living, because, you know, the, those in Sheol cannot praise you, there's no, you know, there's no hope there, that it is, it's, it's, it's past death, it's past, I mean, it's on the other side of death, and so, when Jonah says, from the belly of Sheol, I cried for help, and you heard my voice, um, He's talking about he was he was dead. He was, um, he had died. Uh, verse 4, For you whole hurled me from the deep and into the heart of the seas, and your currents swirled around me, your waves and your breakers swept over me. And I said, I have been banished before your eyes, yet I will continue to look toward your holy temple. Now, did Jonah think that uh, because he was in the belly of the fish, he was banished before the lord's eyes that it couldn't be seen there um that you know the the gaze of God could not well probably not, this is the man who boarded a ship to flee from the Lord and was found out i mean you know heading the opposite direction of where God called him to, et cetera so it's it's not like he thought ooh, I'm hidden the belly of the fish from God um I believe, when he says, I've been banished from before your eyes, um, that he considered himself separated from God. And now, I I personally have a problem with the hymn. The I'm trying to, I can't even think of the title. But, um... Uh, but there's this line in there uh, that says... Um, Behold, the pain is searing loss. The father turns his face away. And uh, that was going to be a song in an Easter cantata at my church that got canceled because of COVID-19. And fortunately, the tenor part, which I was going to sing, didn't include that line. I'm so thankful because I cannot sing that line in good conscience. As, as our Lord, the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, hung on the cross, says, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? In fulfillment of psalm twenty two um I hear these sermons and things that say, oh well, well God cannot bear to look on sin and therefore the you know he turned his face away he forsook um he sucked the messiah he forsook Jesus and it's like wait a second what about psalm one thirty nine if I if I ascend to heaven thou art there if I make my bed in hell or sheol thou art there you know darkness and light uh, like to you i, I I don't think that God somehow turns his face away from sin. Otherwise, how would we ever be redeemed? How would there ever be hope of, of redemption if, you know, while we were at sinners, Christ died for us? If, if you know, How would God even be aware of the nature of sin if he couldn't even look at us? But I, what I think is our sin separates us from God, not that God can't God take takes takes a hike takes a vacation turns away from us when we sin i mean look at the the uh, parable of the prodigal son and the gospel of luke you know where the father is waiting for the son's return it, it's not like god forsakes us he will never leave us nor forsake us um but as we read in isaiah it, god says you know, his eyes not dim that he cannot see, nor his hand too short that he cannot save, or his arm too short that he cannot save. But your sin has separated you. And so when when we are in sin, it's not like God forsakes us. Our sin separates us from God, from his, his sense presence, from his um, influence in our lives. Uh, when we are beset by sin, we're certainly not cognizant of the lord or we wouldn't be (laughs) beset by sin and so i think when messiah became sin for us god made him who knew no sin to become sin for us bearing all the the sin of the world of all mankind even becoming sin that sin separated him from the awareness of his father my god my god why have you forsaken me um eloi eloi's um, that, yeah, it wasn't that the father turned his face away. Ooh, I can't watch. I mean, that's, that's not the all-knowing, all-seeing, omnipotent, omnipresent God. Um, that is the effects of sin. Anyway, so when Jonah says, I, I have been banished from before your eyes, yet I will continue to look toward your holy temple, um, uh, his... His feeling was being in Sheol, being dead, uh, possibly um in hell, depending on how you pronounce Sheol, grave, or you know, it's often used interchangeably. It's basically death um separated from the land of living. Um he felt um banished from before God's eyes. All right. Where's my... There we go. All right. Uh, verse 6. Water surrounded me up to my soul. The sea engulfed me. Reeds clung to my head. Or the idea they adhered to his head. Clung, I think, is a good good translation. Um, I don't think there's anything super spiritual here. Uh, he's talking about, hey, <laughs> he, he, he went down. He went down the sea. How far down? Verse 7. To the bottoms of the mountains, I went down the earth with her bars was around me forever. Now I want to talk about that for a minute. How far down he went to the bottoms of the mountains and the earth and her bars was around me forever and um, i'm i'm not I'm not a Hebrew scholar. And I can't even really read it bli Nikodot without the um without the uh vowel markings that is. Uh but the earth with her bars was around me forever. Uh in the Hebrew Ha uh Barkiye, um uh um uh Badi La Olam. Um and as you look in just Hebrew literature, the Old Testament. You know, bars are those things that secure a gate. There are the gates uh, of a city or whatever, and gates are used metaphorically sometimes. And bars, uh, the bars are the things that secure the gates. If you think the, you think about the old, you know, old-fashioned gates, and there's the, uh, you know, um, the, um, I don't know what you call it, just the slots, these braces that a bar goes through, a beam goes through, you know. Bar the door, Katie, or whatever the (laughs) old saying is. A bar that goes through that will prevent the gates or the door from swinging. And the idea is that it's shut off, and and you look through, all through the Tanakh, all through the Old Testament, and it's talking about gates and bars, and the idea is that it's secure, and impenetrable, so when uh, Jonah says the earth with her bars was around me, he's like, okay, the earth was around me, like, like not like I'm standing in the middle of the field, like being dead and and buried, and the, her, the earth with her bars was around me. There was I was through the gates and not going back, uh, forever. In fact, he throws in there olam uh, um, you know forever uh the idea of olam in hebrew is the vanishing point it's like you know the lord you know is everlasting everlasting uh, um i'm i'm not good with hebrew prepositions so whether it's ba or anyway but um uh, anyway olam is the root word there that you know from everlasting to everlasting that from jonah's perspective the earth and her bars was around me forever i went through the gates of Sheol. i went through the gates of Dale, gates of death i went through the gates of hell and i was barred from coming back forever um incidentally you know um uh, when Yeshua said, "Upon this rock I will establish my church or build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it," you know I, I've heard some crazy things about what the gates of hell are, and then we'll, we'll gates and bars, and he'd be thinking that that's what secures, and it's like so, the gates of hell will not prevail. How is how, how are gates attacking the church or? And it's not the church, is is upon this rock, him, the him and his that he is the Christ, the Messiah, come deliver people. The gates of hell or death will not prevail against him. He he was going to resurrect, nor the church. Those who put their faith in him will be resurrected to eternal life. So anyway, that was also for free. Um, going back to Isaiah chapter 38, uh, this idea of the, these gates talking about this, uh, when Hezekiah is, 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 well, speaking of his, his near death experience, uh, when he was fatally or, or mortally ill or what what do you call it? Um, anyway, <laughs> When he was ill to a point that it threatened his life. Um I don't many middle aged brain. Anyway, Isaiah chapter thirty eight verse ten and eleven. I said In the prime of my life I am to enter the gates of Sheol. I am deprived of the rest of my years. I said, I will not see Adonai, Adonai in the land of the living, I will look on humanity no longer among the inhabitants of the world. So you see that the gates of Sheol, you know, is passing on to death and and being removed from the land of the living. So that's where Jonah was. Jonah had, um, he said, the earth and her bars had surrounded me. They were around me forever. I was on the other side um, I had crossed over, if you will, and and I wasn't coming back. But the rest of verse seven, yet come on. See if I can yet you brought my life up from the pit, don't know. my God. He was he was resurrected. He was brought back from the other side. Uh, Even though the earth with her bars was around him forever, from his perspective, there was no coming back. He was dead. He says, yet you brought my life up from the pit, Adonai my God. Well, why would God do that? Why would, just, well, not to attribute motives to God. You know, he called Jonah to do a thing, and Jonah refused, and, and, um, and ended up costing him his life um, because of the path that he went, but why would, why would God give him the second chance? Here's part speculation on my part, but let's, let's look at verse eight. Um, as my soul was fading from me, Soul, nefesh, same word we read in Genesis. God breathed into man the breath of life, and it became a living soul, nefesh. As my soul was fading from me, I remembered Adonai, and my prayer came to you toward your holy temple. So I think what Jonah is saying here, you know, you prepared this big fish for me, I got swallowed up, and I went down, and and it killed me it literally took my life i would went through the gates the earth and bars around me forever um but as my soul was fading from me i remembered Adonai. my prayer came to you uh this is deathbed repentance as i look at it he's like you know i knew better <laughs> you know there i knew what you told me to do god and i'm said i'm not going to have any part of it you want me to go inland i'm going to go catch a boat and go out to sea Um, not happening. I don't want, I don't want those Nidivites to repent. I don't want any part of that. I don't like your plan for it. And then when things came up on the ship and there's a whole nother thing with him sleeping on the ship and casting lots and all that other thing, you know, shades of Messiah in there, we're not going to get into that, but you know, he realized, and even there confess, you know, this, this storm, it's because me and I'm, I'm fleeing from him. But he just recognized that he was in sin. It, it wasn't, whoops. <laughs> it, it was rebellion. It was flat out disobedience and rebellion. And so they he say, throw me in the sea. They did. Notice he didn't jump in the sea. He didn't say, well, I'm going to kill myself. No, he had the sailors throw him in. Another thing, we won't go there. Um, gosh, so much stuff in the word of God. Um anyway, as he's dying, the the billows and the waves and the seaweed clinging to his head and going to the bottom of the earth, as as my soul was fading from me, I remembered Adonai and my prayer came to you toward your holy temple. Um verse nine Those who watch worthless empty things forsake their mercy. Um, that God is merciful, and but those who put their eyes on worthless, empty things, they forsake that mercy. And, and he, he was in that place. He realized that this, this, this pride of, well, I don't want the Nineveh, Ninevites to repent. That's what he was afraid of, as you read the book. And I don't want to be part of that plan. And he was holding on to this petty stuff, really. And that's worthless, empty things. um Some didn't say idols. The idea is just just worthless things that that have no eternal spiritual or you know redemptive value and And yeah. if you picturize that way instead of on the Lord, then you're forsaking your own mercy, the mercy that would have been available to you and And Jonah realized he was in that place. It said, you know, I as my soul was fading from you, I my soul was fading, I remembered out of nine like, you know, I'm I'm screwing up. You know, I've been watching worthless empty things, been holding on to this pettiness. And so his response verse ten But I with a voice of thanks will sacrifice to you what I vowed I will pay salvation is from Adonai. Then Adonai spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah on to the, the dry land. So, uh, interesting here that um, he says, you know, but with a voice of thanks, I will sacrifice you. As he still died, there was still a consequence for his rebellion. Getting thrown in the sea, getting swallowed up by the big fish and then actually dying. Um, there was a consequence to his sin, but as he was dying, there was repentance. As my soul faded from me, it's like, man, <laughs> those who watch worthless empty things forsake their mercy. He says, but I, unlike the ones that forsake their mercy, gosh, you know, like what's wrong with me? I, I know what's wrong with me. Um, he says this but I with a voice of thanks will sacrifice to you. W- what was he going to sacrifice? The innards of the <laughs> of the big fish? You know, it was something that the, uh, the fish had swallowed. Maybe the fish he, no. Um that was it. With a voice of thanks I will sacrifice to you. That is that is the sacrifice. Uh Psalm 50, verse 23, we read A sacrifice of praise honors me, the Lord speaking. And the one who orders his way, I will show the salvation of God. Um, um, Psalm 116, verse 17. To you I will offer a sacrifice of praise. I will call in the name of Adonai. And the writer of Hebrews, hearkening back to that, um, that idea, says, Through Yeshua, then, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of the lips giving thanks to his name that's the sacrifice of praise giving thanks and it's interesting um, not not just not just a little interesting that in that in that transaction that change of mind if you will metanoia says in the Greek which we get which is translated in English is repentance the Greek is metanoia means a change of mind which Jonah had at this time, as his soul was fading from him. Remember, Adonai, his prayer came. He realized that those who watched worthless, empty things forsake their mercy. But, his change of mind, I will, vo- with a voice of thanks, I will sacrifice to you. That's his sacrifice, his thanksgiving. And he said, what I vowed, I will pay. And that is this thanksgiving, and in that, he says, "Salvation is from Adonai." How cool is that? You know that when um, the angel Gabriel, Gabriel um, um, came to Miriam, Mary, Joseph, and he was saying that this 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 child that would be born of the Virgin, they were to name Yeshua he would save his people from their sins um yeshua from the root yasha uh which means salvation um yeshua is um god yahweh is salvation or god saves or god is salvation and so that's why we're that the name is call him yeshua because he would save their people from their sins And so verse 10, we saw there, which would actually be verse 11, I think, in Protestant Bible, Jonah chapter 2, anyway, he says, you know, but with a voice of thanks, I will sacrifice to you what I vowed, I will pay. Salvation is from Adonai. And, uh, you know, the verses I brought up uh, from the Psalms, um, Psalm 50, verse 23, a sacrifice of praise honors me, says the Lord. And to the one who orders his way, I will show the salvation of God. Um, and then again, no, no surprise that the writer of Hebrews says, Through Yeshua, then, let us continually offer up a, to God a sacrifice of praise, which is what? The fruit of lips, giving thanks to his name. So that is that is the sacrifice that Jonah offered as his soul was fading from him, uh, that is the sacrifice that the Psalms and the writer of Hebrews um, encourages us, admonishes us to make that sacrifice of thanksgiving and realizing that salvation is from Adonai, is from the Lord. In fact, the his way of salvation, the way, the truth, and the life Messiah he sent, is, his name bears that, that he is... That very salvation, the salvation of Adonai, the salvation of uh, Yah or Yahweh, Adonai. So, my encouragement in all of this is that um, when Yeshua basically gave the sign, said, No sign will be given this generation, but the sign of Jonah, it was not a sign of resuscitation. a sign of repentance but a sign of resurrection just as jonah he went through the gates the bars of the earth had surrounded him forever um but even as he was dying as his soul was fading from him he repented he had that change of mind metanoia that he had been looking at foolish empty things and offered instead a sacrifice of praise to the lord realizing salvation is of Adonai. And so, let's not give up hope on people. There is a such thing as deathbed conversion, even if they die afterwards. Uh, repentance doesn't mean that the person will be saved from death. Uh, I mean, every one of us may, if the Lord tarries, uh, you know, will still die. Jonah still died, even though he repented on his, as he was dying. Um, but you know, there was that hope he realized there was hope. And that hope is, um, that salvation is, is of the Lord. And, and that needs to, that ought to raise in us, um, thanksgiving and a sacrifice of thanksgiving. It's not a, um, it's not just a formula Um, it's, it's not something that, you know, we can chuck off on a calendar. Do I give thanks today? It's, it's Thanksgiving in such a way that it is, um, that is a sacrifice. It actually gives of ourself. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, time, money, you know, whatever. Um, Jonah was in the belly of a great fish. Um, and then, then he had, you know, um, to him, you know, what, what, what could he offer as <laughs> seaweed wrapped around his head as his life was slipping away as he was dying? What thing could he offer? Well, it was the Thanksgiving. That was his sacrifice. And, and it's, it's giving up of self. It's not, Ooh, look what I can do. I can give this Thanksgiving. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a sacrifice. It's, it's something of uh, yielding of self, he was yielding of his selfishness and his looking at worthless things. It was a it was a giving up and surrendering uh, to the Lord, his sacrifice of praise. So there is a death that is eternal. There is a resurrection that's possible through Messiah, through Yeshua, the salvation of Adonai and that comes by repentance and thanksgiving so with that i will uh wrap this up stace you have anything to add she says no all right so with that dear people i'll remind you as stace always says at the conclusion of every episode an admonishment to be bold stand up and to go with God. Why? Because he loves you. and That ought to be all the motivation you need to be bold and to stand up. Because of his great love for you and in you. Good night. God bless. <laughs>